fellas, it is football season. What is yeah, up? Yeah, it is the yeah. Air It Out podcast brought to you by Inside the Hashes. Check us out, insidethehashes.com. Christopher Thomas, Avery Collins, Tyler Brando, Ty Fuego, and uh, me, Kevin Crockett. We are off and moving as the Falcons and Eagles, a, a game that seemed like it got set up so long ago and a long preseason mm. and a bunch of stuff happened and Johns and things. But here we are ready to kick it off as uh, the Eagles and Falcons and Sean Mendez get ready to kick <laughs> off the NFL season on Thursday Night Football. Fellas, welcome. It's been a little, just a couple days since I saw you guys at that fantasy draft. Your teams look terrible. Um, anyway, I'm going to win, so... Yeah, Avery and I have each other first. Chris, who's winning that match? I'm going to have to go Crockett. Thank you. He's just saying that because I moved a bunch of stuff so he can sit at the table. I with mean, me. technically, he might be right just because Le'Veon still hasn't shown up to camp. Ooh, he sure hasn't. So. He sure hasn't. He doesn't look like he's ready to play football at all. I mean, right we now. said the same thing last year, and he showed up, what, three, three, three days before the first game? And. Uh, but don't you think Pittsburgh at this point just kind of wants to be like, show whatever, sit down? Yes. I mean, yes and no. But I, I just feel like. <sighs> like real talk. Like we see these holdouts and stuff happen. Yeah. You got to think if he hasn't been signed yet, mm-hmm. like they are very much just going to tell him to like, walk at the end of the Like any kind of right? communication at all. At all. Sort of. Kind of like Hello Mac. Yeah, but I mean, I don't, I, I just don't know. Because uh, my thing is, if if they're not sold on Connor, then I'm not sure. I just feel like, because I'm, I, according to the GM, they are disappointed that he's not there. But I understand the 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 business side of it as well. It's just like, dude, just show up and maybe we can start some communication. But in, on his side, it's just like, dude, we've been talking. We this has been going on for the last three years, and then and then Ty Gurley, you know, makes bank like, and I've. Been running backs, this. running backs everywhere went. Yeah, yeah, when Gurley got that deal, and he's like, "I've been asking for this for the last three years, and I've been producing since I've gotten here." So it's not like I, you know, he's undeserving of the contract. So, I mean, I get both sides. Just you know, Le'Veon, if you you know happen to hear this, just show up for my fantasy medical, and then you can hold Tyrone. out like after after the game, after the game. <laughs> hold out after the game, go right yeah, back just, to where right, you like, like, don't play go every to practice, game. Yeah. yeah, just play every game. Just don't go to practice. Don't just go to help meetings. me be Crockett, and then you could just do whatever. Yeah, you want. so you know? so Chris, let me ask you this then: Does that has that Todd Gurley deal now set the bar for? running backs moving forward because I think and you guys could agree to disagree just the way that that position is gone it's now become in vogue to have a number one guy that can do it all in your backfield yeah. I was very surprised at the numbers Ty Gurley got uh, just because typically that's not at least in the day and age of the NFL as it is right now not typically what they get so Chris I'll go to you is somebody going to pay Le'Veon Bell that kind of money in the offseason I think someone I think there's a sucker born every day, so I think someone is gonna see that he's he's a guy that can carry workload, get 300 carries, and also get 80 catches off the backfield. I think if somebody has the financial stability, financial availability to pay him that amount, my opinion, like a Cleveland or like a San Francisco, I think I think someone pulled that trigger. Is there a bidding war for Le'Veon Bell if he hits the free agent market? Like real bidding war, not like okay, they're going to offer him six a year, we'll offer eight a year. I'm talking like that Todd Gurley, that that franchise number. That franchise number is what I think fourteen and a half million or something like that. Yeah. Is is he going to go out and get fourteen and a half a year? Do you think? Yeah, I think so. And to Chris's point, you know, San Francisco, Cleveland are teams to look out for. Detroit is a team to look out for. Um, and don't don't sleep on a team like New England. They're just 
they might not be able to offer the most money, but he also does want to win as well. So I think if the money is decent enough, along with the potential to win, you know, a Super Bowl, I think he, you know, because like I said, you know, New England just has a history of, you know, scooting in at the last moment and saying, hey, yeah. Sliding we, in DMs. Yeah, yeah, so getting hey. in your DMs. Hey, like, how, you how, how you like rings? You right. like them? Mm-hmm. I got you. All right. Well, uh, we're talking Super Bowl a lot today because we're going to try to take a look as far ahead in the NFL season as we can. We're mm-hmm. going to have our own predictions on who Way we think is. Way too early Super Bowl predictions. And that's fine. That's exactly <laughs> what we're supposed to do with a podcast like this. And I'm very excited that we now have football right at our fingertips to do it. So uh, this is one of those topics that we kind of thought we'd sit on that we kind of had uh, always kind of coming up and then getting put on the back burner, always kind of mm-hmm. coming up, getting put on the back burner. But the odds to win the division, so win the division and get in the playoffs uh, from VegasInsider.com have been released. So what I want to do is look at it from reverse. Who is the team that right now in their division has the worst odds to win their division that you could totally see sneaking in the playoffs? So right off the bat, I'm going to tell you, and we've talked about it a lot in the podcast thus far in the offseason, the AFC South and the AFC West for us is kind of a push. Uh, we could see any team in both of those divisions mm-hmm. winning their divisions sure. and kind of moving forward. Uh, so we're going to push those away. So I'm going to give you the rest of them. You guys are going to tell me which team with the worst odds to win their division could win their division. Okay. The Cardinals are now at 14-1 to to win the AFC West – or the NFC West, I'm sorry. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are now at 12-1 to to win the NFC South. The Redskins jumped up to 8-1 to odds. They were at 10-1 to win the NFC East. Actually, the Bears originally were 10 to 1 odds. Obviously, they've made some moves recently. They're now 13 to 2, and the Lions actually have the worst odds at 8 to 1 uh, mm. to win the division. The Bills, uh, I mean, are there two teams that maybe have made you scratch your head more this offseason than the Bills and the Raiders? Uh, yeah. So the Bills, <laughs> so the Bills and Dolphins were actually at 12 to 1 about a month ago. The Bills are now at 20 to 1 mm. to win the AFC East, and the Bengals and Browns are both tied at 10 to 1 to win the AFC North. So, Chris, I'm going to go ahead and start with you. Those teams that I mentioned, which is the team that you could see taking over their division and sneaking in the playoffs? Man, that's tough. Like, because before the match rate, I was going to say Chicago probably had the best, worst, or first possibility of making the playoffs, but. I can't see a scenario where none of these guys have can go into the playoffs. I think, especially in the NFC, the NFC is way too the NFC is like way too top heavy. You have the Philadelphia Eagles returning Super Bowl champs. You have the Rams who had the off season that they did, and then you have like the the constants. Like you have the Atlanta Falcons who are two years removed from the Super Bowl. The Saints, same thing, who are one of the top teams in the West. Then you had Carolina, but if Gun to my head, I had to take the Detroit Lions. They finally have a staple running back group to finally get, you know, a stable running game that they haven't had in three years. They haven't had a hundred yard rusher in over three seasons. Matt Stafford is still a really good top ten top caliber quarterback. He has a really good wide receiver core in Marvin Jones, Golden Tate. And um the defense under Matt Patricia, it's not it's still a work in progress. They still have Darius Slay, they still have Zeke Anaza, but it's still a work in process work in progress if that defense can be at least like middle of the road then i could see detroit making the playoffs Avery, yeah i i agree with everything chris just said as far as like realistically i don't see any of these teams um you know making it but um you know and i agree that detroit would have been my pick but just to disagree with chris because i like doing it um i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with cleveland i just think like you know the moves that they made in the offseason are 
are huge. I mean, they, they drafted Baker Mayfield. They get Tyrod. So your quarterback position is essentially solidified. You get Carlos Hyde, uh, Nick Chubb, and they still have Duke Johnson. So I think that running back core is, is, is very strong. Um, you know, obviously we know the strength is their receiving core probably is, is what's going to be, you know, the strength of their team with um, with Josh Gordon, uh, Jarvis Landry. They've got – who's the who's – the, um, the slot receiver Callaway, Callaway, um, and then their tight end uh, and Joku. I think I think that's going to be the strength of their offense. Um, so I think I think that the Browns have a possibility to sneak in, especially you know considering Le'Veon Bell's contract situation. Like let's say he doesn't play and Pittsburgh isn't as good as they are. Let's say he doesn't play, so now teams don't have the game plan against him. They just game plan against Antonio Brown and they take him away. From the Steelers' offense, then then what happens? Like to that offense, and we know that their defense is still up in the air. Then Baltimore, we still have questions. Their defense, of course, you know they led the league in takeaways last year, but their offense kind of sputtered. And Cincinnati, they're every year it's just like, yeah, okay. So I think the Browns have a chance to sneak in if if I had to choose one. But you know, it's it's interesting because the team that Chris picked, the Detroit Lions, I feel like are just. One of those teams that every year they're seven and nine, they're eight and eight, or they're nine and seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You take a look at the AFC, the team that I feel like fits that mold is the Cincinnati Bengals. Exactly. Every mm-hmm. year they're seven and nine, <laughs> eight and eight, or nine or seven. And so they are at 10 to one odds to win the AFC North. And I don't know what it is about them because Andy Dalton, talk about a streaky quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Mixon, like that that backfield, that backfield's always had this, as a fantasy owner, that backfield's always looked nice, but been yeah. frustrating yes. because you'd have Giovanni Bernard and Jeremy. Josh Hill, or Jeremy Hill would go off, and then Joe Mixon got in that mix, and so you're like, who, who do I even go ahead and mm-hmm. start? A.J. Green was a frustrating receiver at times last year. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's Bill Lazor. I don't know what it is about that Cincinnati team and that very open division. It's exactly like you said, like, Pittsburgh, especially if Le'Veon Bell isn't there. I, I mean, Jacksonville showed that Pittsburgh really isn't anything twice mm. last year. They, they beat them in a, in a backyard brawl, and they beat them in a, in a shootout. Uh, showed that you can beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Baltimore is a team that I don't think were – I mean, uh, since they're an Andy Dalton late touchdown away from putting the Bills in the playoffs. Yeah. The Bills, who are in the playoffs as we're going through <laughs> these numbers, who are now the team with the worst odds to win their division at 20-1, to 1, who were just in the playoffs last year. So – I don't know what it is. I think that Cincinnati offense kind of get themselves got themselves into a little bit of a rhythm once Bill Lazor took over as the offensive coordinator. I think about the game uh, in Green Bay, in Lambeau. They had the Packers on the ropes, yeah. on the road. Aaron Rodgers comes down and beats them. If they can find a way to win some of those games, because what they need to do is they need to handle their division, which we have said and agreed it yeah. could, go, could go in any direction. Any one of those teams could beat any one of those teams. It's a teams. doable task. Yeah. Right, in the division. Other than that, they play the NFC South, which uh, we've talked Ooh. about many times is not a division that anybody probably wants to go against. And an AFC West division that, again, is the bunch of teams where anybody could take over so you don't even have to be great i don't think to win the afc north you could be good if you go nine and seven and you beat i don't know who plays in the last weekend of the season but it's usually a divisional game if they beat baltimore or they beat pittsburgh or they beat cleveland in that last game of the year and that puts them in the playoffs I don't know what it is about Cincinnati, and it goes against everything that I think about the Cincinnati Bengals because, to, to your point about the Detroit Lions, they're just that team that always seems to kind of get in their own way. How Marvin Lewis is still there. I love Marvin Lewis. I, I think he I think he made Cincinnati relevant again, which was probably a very difficult task to, to do because that team was dreadful for a very long time. But 
Don't ask me why. If I had to pick one, one of these teams with the worst odds to win their division, uh, I would probably go with Cincinnati. But to, to the point that you guys made, even to start it all off, I, I don't think any of these teams are going to be yeah. finding a way into the playoffs. Are the Bills picking number one overall at the end of the year? So I'm going to give them to you one more time. Cardinals 14 to one, Bucks 12 to one, Redskins eight to one, Lions eight to one, Bills 20 to one, Browns and Bengals 10 to one. Who's got the first pick in the draft next year? Bucks. Tampa Bay. I thought I, I. I don't know what it is about Tampa Bay. It's the same with me. They can easily go own six in their division. Exactly. And, right. And, and and to have not have Jameis for the first what three games. Yeah. That's that's going to be rough. And then they got to if if they don't win any of those games, that's a tough hill to climb in that division. Yeah, no. So I think the only thing that's kind of going their way is they play the NFC East, which I, I think we would all probably agree that the the Eagles are the team to beat in the definitely a better NFC East than I think it was last year but yeah, the Eagles mm-hmm. are the team to beat in that division and then the AFC North which again we talked about is pretty wide open so to, is Tampa Bay able to outslug a couple of those teams they could I don't know but it's funny I, I agree with you I, I don't think Tampa Bay get gets out of their own way this year and I think they're picking number one overall it'll either be them or Miami because Miami's just completely devoid of talent what you don't believe in Ryan Tannehill no no <laughs> you know what I don't know that it's Ryan Tannehill has shown flashes but I I mean, we, how many times no, have we I'll, said it? Yeah, the best yeah, abilities yeah. availability. I like the guy, but he got to stay on the field. And they're another team. They're another team that you know. You get rid of Jay Ajayi midseason. They've let players go. Adam Gase, yeah. who was that very sexy head coach pick going into that offseason, went into Miami and yeah. And I was just messing with. Miami. I was messing with Chris because you know <laughs> he's an avid avid believer that there's absolutely no receivers left other than Devontae Parker in, in Miami, and you got like got to kind of agree with him. I mean, who else is there? Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> Chris, honestly, I don't Chris. know. I'm like, I'm actually uh, asking. I don't know. Still got Kenny Stills, Mike Gusecki, uh, write, write it down. Write it down. Ready? <laughs> uh, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I don't know what it is. This could be a hot take. We were going to save this one, Tyler. Uh, uh-uh. John D. Filippo is the next head coach of the Miami Dolphins, and Nick Foles is a quarterback next season. I don't know why. I'm just saying. I don't know why. It's got me feeling froggy, but I'm ready to leap. So mm-hmm. just have that hot take ready to go. Heard it here first. Hit it, Tyler. Shum, 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 shum. Hit it, Tyler. Shum, 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 shum. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> he was so excited to use the thing. I had to tell him to hit it six times. All right. So uh, with that being out. said, we've already kind of looked at the uh, doldrums of the, of the NFL, the teams that really – need to get it together to kind of get themselves into the playoffs thank you it's a word of the day calendar i bought it last year it's working out in in spades um so now i want to talk to you guys and i want to know who are the teams to beat i want to know what your playoff pictures look like i want to know who's in your super bowl i want to know what's going on with all that so um if you guys want me to take the lead on this one i'll start out just so we can kind of keep things moving tyler i know we're we're doing pretty good on time at this point so i guess i'll start with the nfc east i mean the the super bowl champions are there Uh, i definitely think a more competitive division than it was last year Mm -hmm. Uh, i I think the eagles win that division i don't think they go 13 and 3 again i think they had a very favorable stretch last season where they played in afc west that uh, was not as good as everybody thought it was going to be. I think last year we would have thought that that would have been one of the most competitive divisions in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Oakland wasn't a good team. Denver wasn't a good team. They caught a hot Kansas City team early and beat the Chargers, who are 15 missed field goals away last season from probably being a better team than they were. Uh, so I'd like the Eagles to win that division. I've got Minnesota winning the North once again. Go ahead and, and win themselves the North. Uh, I've actually got the Packers going 10-6, and six, but not making the playoffs. They've got the toughest schedule in the NFL, uh, and I think that I'm not convinced a whole lot about their defense, 
Aaron Rodgers still looking for a consistent running game. I know there's excitement in that backfield. On top of that, they're, they're skill players, health. Jimmy Graham, what are you going to get from him? Is he, is he going to be the Jimmy Graham that we knew and loved in New Orleans or the Jimmy Graham that was hot and cold in Seattle? I, I don't know, but I've got the Packers going 10-6, and six, uh, and then Detroit and Chicago just trying to get out of each other's way and, and, and not be in the basement of that division. The NFC South, man. Oof. Uh, I've got New Orleans winning the division at 11 and five. I've got the I've got the Falcons at 10 and six getting in the playoffs behind them. I've got Carolina at eight and eight, and I've got Tampa Bay four and 12. Again, I think I, I don't really have a whole lot of faith in what Tampa Bay is going to bring to the table. But it's always those teams that late in the year when when your team is getting ready to play Tampa <laughs> Bay that you got one of the one of these teams in the in the NFC South is going to be competing for that division, and they're going to have Tampa Bay is going to have them yeah. on the ropes in the fourth quarter, and somebody's going to have to come back and get them. And then maybe my surprise, but I feel like this is kind of the team that everybody's kind of riding along with right now. I like San Francisco to win the NFC West. I, mm-hmm. I just think when it comes down to it, I love the Rams defense. I'm not worried about the Rams defense, but we've talked about it in here before a little bit. I think that if it's a 20 to 20 game and each team's going to get there, there's 15 minutes left. We're in the fourth quarter. Each team gets one possession. I, I just think I like Jimmy Garoppolo more than I like Jared Goff. Yeah, I think when the pressure's on shoulders, I think I'd just like Jimmy to to win. So, uh, so I'll stop there and I'll turn to you guys as we look at the NFC playoff picture. Uh, who do you like in each division, and and who do you think is the one that rides or dies uh, in the NFC? Chris, go ahead. I'll start with you. I got Philadelphia winning the NFC. The NFC East. I agree. I don't think them going thirteen and three. I see something more lines like eleven and five, especially with Carson Wentz potentially missing the first few games of the year. I don't have no other team in the NFC East making the playoffs. I think Dallas will probably go 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, I think the Giants are a little bit overhyped, so I think they'll be around the same record. And Washington can't get out of their own way with injuries, so I think they'll finish last. NFC North, see, that's where we're different. I still have um, Minnesota win that division, but I have the Packers making the playoffs as a wild card, probably around 10-6. and six. Aaron Rodgers, they're going to struggle out the gate, and then when I think he's going to get – a lot more chemistry going with Jimmy Graham, Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb. The defense, especially that secondary, is going to come along. They have a lot of good young pieces out there. Jerry Alexander, Kevin King. I think um, that's, I think the secondary is going to come along, especially in the second half, and hope get them into a playoff spot. So I have the Vikings and the Packers from the NFC North making the playoffs. NFC South, that's where it gets kind of like – because you have three legitimate Super Bowl caliber teams in there. I have the Saints winning division. I have the Falcons making a wild card. I don't trust Carolina's offense enough, for, especially down the stretch, to, to see them potentially making the playoffs. And I have the Bucks probably being the worst team in the NFC. And last, I have the Rams. I think they'll probably – I think the Rams' division will lose. I think they have way too much talent. I think Sean McVay is an offensive genius, and when you give him the weapons that he've accumulated this offseason, plus defensive pieces like Ndamukongsu, you paid Aaron Donald, you got an all-pro corner Marcus Peters, you bring in Aqib Tlaib, who's a really good second corner – with the secondary that already has LaMarcus Joyner, I don't see the, how the Rams could possibly um, lose out on that division. I, I agree. So I have um, – I've got the Eagles winning division. I mean, they're the defending Super Bowl champs. So, you know, you got to knock them off. Um, I think, you know, the the only team in that division that might might give them a run for their money is is New York. That's, that's the only team in – I'm kind of leaning toward what Chris is saying. Like, they might be a little overhyped. They still have some questions on the offensive line. I think the defense is going to get back to how they played two seasons ago, and they're going to play pretty well. Um, but, again, I'm still, you know, still questioning the offensive line. I think Saquon does take a lot of pressure off of them, um, which is why I said they might be the team that kind of, you know, can, can, can uh, you know, push them a little bit. But I still think the Eagles, um, you know, um, are the team to beat in that division. 
Um, I do have the Vikings as well winning um, the division. I think that defense, we all know that they are, you know, they're lights out. They didn't, there was no drop off. Um, offensively, you could say they've gotten better with Kirk Cousins. Um, you know, his numbers the last, what, three seasons have been better than, you know, Case Kingdom's. Obviously, Case hasn't been playing as much as Kirk, but it, you know, it, his numbers speak for themselves. He, he, he gets the ball spread around. He does uh, pretty well. Then I have the uh, the Falcons winning the division. I'm a homer, so I'm going with the Falcons. Um, I think you know we are an, another year, which I don't think is a, a, an unfair assessment yeah, at yeah. all. I, I think you can make a case for New Orleans, Carolina, mm-hmm. or Atlanta to win that division. Yeah. Oh yeah, know? for sure, for sure. And you know, because it's, it's 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 a really tough division, possibly the the toughest in, in football right now. So the reasons I have the Falcons is because we're we're going in um, under Dan Quinn another season with that defense. Um, I like what I saw from our defense this preseason. Uh, we played fast. We played a little more physical than we did in previous seasons. Um, so I like that. I like the addition of Calvin Ridley on the offense. Um, and I, I just think if we, can, if we can stay healthy, I think that, you know, teams are going to, you know, be kind of afraid of us. And then uh, this is an interesting stat, but the Falcons, as far as mileage in the NFL, are going to travel the least amount of mileage of any team. That's, I mean, I know that does, that doesn't mean too much, but at the same time, it, it gives people a little bit more rest, um, not as much, you know, travel time, a little more time to, you know, uh, prepare. So, um, and then I have the Rams winning the division as well. Um, I think that, you know, to Chris's point, that defense is really scary. I mean, to me, I'm I'm thinking, how can you run up the middle initially? And then you can't you can't really run on the edges because that was their one weakness last year. Exactly. So I'm like, how how can you run up the middle with Indomitian Suit and Aaron Donald? You know, these two are literally the top two. Mm, you might be able to, you know, I guess slide Fletcher Cox in there maybe in the top two. But to me, those two are the top two D tackles in the league right now. Um, and then you know, like you said, to you know, the secondary is just there's nothing I I need to say about that. I think the wild card teams, I, initially I had three NFC South teams making it again. I think Carolina is actually going to be better than projected. However, if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, you I, I just can't count him out. I can't. So I'm going to have to go with Aaron Rodgers um, and the Green Bay Packers as a wild card team and the New Orleans Saints as a, as a wild card team as well. Okay, so I've got Green Bay going in the playoffs for you. And then who are your wild card teams again? Um, I have Green Bay and Atlanta. Okay, so uh, overall, really, uh, we both had we all had one team not in the NFC playoff picture make it. Mine was San Francisco. You had Green Bay. You had Green Bay making the playoffs. Otherwise, we see all those teams being right back where they were. The AFC. Uh, uh, So I went through and kind of looked at uh, the divisions myself and broke it all down. And I have four new teams. Uh, in ooh, in the ooh. AFC playoff Sheesh. picture, yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and break it down is for one you of them guys. New England, one <laughs> of the, one of the one of the teams that is staying actually uh, is New England. So uh, we'll start with that division. I mean, uh, New England's gonna win that division. You know, are are the Jets were a team last year that everybody thought was gonna go over. I mean, really talked about that team going over. They got rid of everybody. Todd Bowles yeah. is a good coach. Todd Bowles had those guys balling. That's a good coach. Uh, when I say ball and certainly better than what they were anticipated to do, mm-hmm. they the plan was to do bad so that they could get Sam Darnold. Well, don't you know? There you go. Sam Darnold falls into their lap. They had to move up a little bit in the draft to go ahead and get him. Is he able to make that team relevant? I mean, if they win their divisional games, I mean, obviously, I'm not expecting them to beat New England, but you got four games against Miami. 
and Buffalo. And on top of that, you're playing the AFC South and the NFC North. So you've got Chicago, you've got Detroit, you've got any of those AFC South teams could be good or bad. We don't really know. So, But the clear cut to me is New England and maybe the Jets surprise people, but I don't even see them getting above 500. Uh, the AFC North, another division that we talked about that could go kind of either way. I've got Pittsburgh and Baltimore going 10 and 6 just because I feel like every year Pittsburgh and Baltimore go 10 and 6 and one of them wins the division and one of them gets in a wild card spot. So mm-hmm. that's how I've got that shaken out. Uh, I've got Cleveland actually winning football games this year. Uh, I've got them actually going 5 and 11 in Cincinnati right in that sweet spot, 7 and 9 uh, <laughs> and missing out on the playoffs again. And Marvin Lewis getting a contract extension for another 30 years. <laughs> uh, the AFC West, that division that seems to be the one that we're always talking about. I've got the Chargers uh, running away with that one. I've actually got them at 12 and 4. I really like what the Chargers uh, are going to bring to the table this year. Mm. I like Denver because uh, uh, there's no questions about that defense. And Case Keenum, I feel like Case Keenum is in Minnesota 2.0. He's got Emmanuel Sanders. He's got Demarius Thomas, just like he had Thielen and Diggs. He's got capable players on offense. He's got a good defense. So I could see that team going 10 and 6. Kansas City, uh, who's Patrick Mahomes? I mean, we, we, it, we keep hearing about him, and there's all those weapons on offense, but we all know you got to be able to get them the ball until – I think we all have a better idea of who that is. You don't just trade away Alex Smith if you don't think you've got something in your back pocket. So it'll be interesting to see. I think Kansas City could be one of those sneaky good teams this year. But And then Oakland, as we were talking about, I think just took a crazy hmm. step back. Crazy yeah. step back. Uh, and are going to be in the basement of that division. The AFC South is another one that we talked about being pretty wide open. Uh, I've got a healthy Houston. That's key because they've had a ton of injuries over the last couple of years. A healthy Houston winning that division at 11-5. and five. I've got Jacksonville at 9-7 and seven missing the playoffs mm. just because uh, Jekyll and Hyde, Blake Bortles. I mean, mm. that defense, we know what that defense is, but if I'm, if I'm a team, I'm stacking the box and I'm making Blake Bortles and Keenan Cole beat me, and I, and I just don't have a ton of faith in that right there. Uh, and then Tennessee missing out on the playoffs after being in last year in Indianapolis. Uh, Andrew Luck trying to find his way. Uh, uh, they, it seems like they finally got an offensive line kind of growing and grooming. I, I just don't think this is the year for them. He doesn't have any help in the backfield. So I've got uh, New England and the Chargers as my one and two seeds. Houston and Pittsburgh as my three and four. And then Denver and Baltimore as my wild card, which is four new teams in the AFC. So I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to you guys and ask you who represents the uh, AFC in the playoff picture. Avery, go ahead. I'll kick it off with you. All right. Well, obviously, you know, I, I think we're all going to agree here that the Patriots are going to be – they're going to be in the playoffs. Uh, more than likely, they're going to be the number one overall. Um, so – there's no need to go any further with that. Um, you know, I do think the Jets are actually going to be better than advertised, but not anything to where, you know, they squeak into the playoffs or, you know, threaten New England or anything like that. So I've got the Patriots winning that division easily. Um, I think Pittsburgh wins as well. Um, this is all contingent upon Le'Veon Bell being there. If he's not there, then I have Baltimore. That, and I'm just going to be completely honest. I think Le'Veon Bell is that important to that offense. No, and it's not a knock on the offense itself or Antonio Brown or Ben Roethlisberger. I just feel like when you have to game plan against two of the really top ten players in the league and Antonio Brown and, and Le'Veon Bell, that is, that's scary. That's difficult to do so. Um, but if you just kind of have to game plan against one, it makes it a little bit easier for the defense. Um, so, I, I, I again, I have the Steelers winning. If Le'Veon's there, if not, I have Baltimore. I have the Texans winning the division. Um, Again, to your point, a healthy Texans uh, team. I think that they have a, a very strong shot. I think um, Deshaun Watson is 
I'm I'm sold on the guy, you know, already. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he's going to be, you know, as advertised. I don't think that his sophomore slump is going to be, you know, as as bad as we expect it to be. I think that he's, you know, he's 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 an intelligent quarterback who doesn't just rely on his athletics. Um, he actually knows the position, um, and you can see that he's learning more. Um, that defense is, you know, uh, phenomenal. So I have. The Broncos, I agree with you. I have the Broncos winning. Um, I think, you know, again, on the defensive side of the ball, like you said, there's no questions. Um, and then I think them getting Bradley Chubb is just it's huge. As far as my, my, my wild card teams, I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with San Diego. San Diego. I'm going to go with the L.A. It's hard, man. Everybody <laughs> the does LA it. L.A. Chargers. Yeah. I'm going to go with the L.A. Chargers. I think what they did on the defensive side of the ball definitely helps them. I think they – um, are able to, you know, hold off some teams. And I, I hopefully they get out of their own way because there was, man, oh, my, I think it was two seasons ago they had like seven games that they lost by. But their like, last two seasons, oh kickers have literally cost goodness, them gracious. an insane number of games. So yeah. I think if they can get, if they can eke out those wins, I think they, they do, um, you know, a, a well enough job to get into the, to the playoffs. And then, now I was torn here between Kansas City and Jacksonville because I, I, I think Pat Mahomes is going to be better than we think. But, and you know, because he, he has more weapons. You can't just stack the box against that team like right. you can against Jacksonville. But I think the defense is is so much stronger in Jacksonville that I think that they if, – if the Jaguars can average about 17 points, I think they can win some games. And I think I think Blake Borders can do at least that. So I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the edge to the Jags and, and say they're in there. Okay. Let's just get this out of the way. Patriots win the division easy pretty handily. There's no team in that division that can come even close to them. AFC North, I got Pittsburgh even without Le'Veon Bell. I think they're way too talented. I think James Conner could do just enough on the offensive side of the ball in the running game for Pittsburgh to at least go eleven and five. And the AFC, AFC West, I got the Chargers. They have the best quarterback in that division, the best running back in that division, the best wide receiver. And I'm going to even go on a limb. I think they have the best def- collective defense in that division as well. I love Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram. That secondary is absolutely ridiculous, even with the injury to Jason Barrett, who really hasn't been healthy since his rookie year. You added a pretty good safety in Derwin James, who in my opinion is a dark horse for rookie of the year. I think I think if the Chargers, if Caleb Sturgis can make some game-winning kicks, hmm. then they're finally going to be a playoff team. And Phillip Rivers, to me, is going to go to the playoffs with, to me, the best talented team he's had probably since 2007. And the, here comes the AFC South, in my opinion, the best division in the AFC. I don't know what everybody's like distrust with Jacksonville, but I'm going to go bold. This is a hot take for me. I think not only Jacksonville wins that division, I think they're going to be – the road to the AFC is going to go through Jacksonville. Wow. <laughs> that defense is the best in the league. They added Taven Bryan for Florida to help shore up that front seven to stop the run. They have Caleb, Clayus Campbell. They have two all-pro corners in both Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Bouye. I lost Barry Church is also a pretty good safety as well. Blake Bortles can do just enough to win them football games. He has a pretty good, decent wide receiver corner, Keelan Cool, Dee Westbrook. They added... Andrew Norwell, who's all-pro left left guard from Carolina, the only good Carolina offensive lineman from last year. And they also have Leonard Fournette as well, who's a pretty good top-tier runner. So those are going to be my four divisional winners. Wild card, they're all coming from the AFC South. I like Houston, a healthy Houston. Deshaun Watson is able to stay healthy for 
at least 14 games, then they can get then they can get a playoff spot. And last but not least, the Tennessee Titans. I love their offseason. I think they had more quiet under the radar offseason they had. They added Mike Rabel. You got Richard, you got Richard Evans from Alabama. You got Harold Landry from Boston College, who's a really good outside linebacker, sure. pass rusher. And Matt LaFleur's offense is gonna look is is a match made in heaven for Marcus Mariota's skill set. You have Derrick Henry, you have Deion Lewis, you have Corey Davis coming into his second year. There's a reason why he was a f- top five pick. I think he's gonna ball out this year, and not to mention Delaney Walker, who's Marcus Mariota's BFF. So <laughs> that's my playoff picture. I actually don't agree with the assessment. The only thing that I would say is that gives me concern is the fact that it's the first year. It's the first year under the offense. Okay. And we've seen teams kind of, you know. So, for example, you know, Atlanta, they were under, what is his name? Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan, thank you. <laughs> they were under Shanahan, and, you know, in the second year, Matt Ryan becomes the MVP. They, were, they led the league in scoring. They did all those different things. And then the very next year, they get Sarkeesian in the offense – falls off and people are saying well Matt Ryan you know it was a fluke it was a it was a you know a fluke season such and such so I just don't know if the first season under a new offensive coordinator is going to you know balance itself out for that's him. a good point but also the counterpoint Chip Kelly's first year when you look at the offense with him Bill Lazor what they were able to do with Michael Vick before he got hurt and then when Nick Foles had that career year that 27 to 2 touchdown with Deshaun Jackson um, even Riley Cooper had a career year LaShawn McCoy won the Russian title I'm just saying – I'm not saying that they're going to be a top-tier offense. It's just going to be better than that exotic smash mouth that they had last mm. year. All right, so we're going to go real quick. Fire here. Tomorrow night, opening night, Eagles, Falcons. Uh, who's going to win? What's the score, Chris? 24-20 Philadelphia. Avery. I've got 23-17 Atlanta. I've got 17-16 Birds. Uh, well, I guess that birds. I was going to say they're both birds. Eagles, yeah. <laughs> I guess I should have been more forward. Okay, and real quick, give me your Super Bowl prediction. Chris, go ahead. Eagles, Jaguars. Who wins? Eagles go back-to-back. Avery, bruh. go ahead. Hit me with it. He said, bruh. I'm going Atlanta and Jacksonville. And who wins? It's going to be a low-scoring game, 17-10, Atlanta. 17-10 Atlanta. You sure they're not going to be up like 28-3 late and then? If you're below 28-3 late, we don't have Shanahan anymore. So it's, it's hard not to be It's hard not to be about your favorite team, especially when they're good. So as a Falcons fan for you, as Eagles fans for Chris and I, uh, to be the best, you got to beat the best. I've got Eagles and those Chargers. I think the Chargers are that team. I wanted to say the Chargers, dude. I know. I do. I, I know. really do. Like, I have a feeling, but. I know. And I, and I just think they make that run. And then they've got to make that kick, <laughs> and they just don't. And the Eagles uh, repeat. We got to get Ty Fuego. Ty Fuego, Real hit quick. us with it. I know we're up against it. Did you guys go to your prom your senior years? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, are you asking us to yours? What's <laughs> happening here? No, I'm asking you to Cotillion. I think it's going to be Jacksonville and Minnesota, the runners up. Oh. That's going to be the big dance this year, the Cotillion. And who's going to win? Oh. Minnesota. Okay. okay, Kirk Cousins and those all that guaranteed money paying off for Ty Fuego. Really hope he's wrong. Should have never let him talk. Uh, it is the Air It Out podcast brought to you by Inside the Hashes. Find us insidethehashes.com uh, on all your social media as well. For Chris Thomas, for Avery Collins, for Ty Fuego, it's Kevin Crockett uh, wrapping it up. You guys have a great week and enjoy NFL kicking off. 
week one. It's here inside the hashes.com. Be sure to check it out for all sorts of info, updates, all that good stuff. Find us and enjoy week one of the NFL season.